4: Welcome to Dell Walkthrough Radio Show, where the hype ends, the help begins, and where we're always working on your financial freedom. Today is Tell Dell Tuesday, and during these Tell Dell sessions, we like to bring in people of different backgrounds that can maybe, I guess the point is, is that I'm kind of a disbeliever about stuff. I don't, I'm a, you know, I believe half of what I see, you know, none of what I hear type of guy. And the, the bottom line is that you really want to meet somebody that you can relate to and say, hmm, that person's like me. So I try to have a broad spectrum of different kind of people. The individual I have on today is a great story that's in about the third, three and a half, four-year making now. Uh, this uh, young lady came in and uh, has really a, an interesting, very personal and private kind of story. In other words, it's not one of the the big uh, giant guys that have you know bought 20, 30 apartment complexes or anything. It's not somebody who just bought one house. This individual's been all over the place with her investments uh, as she built her own personal development. And I mean that in two or three senses. She built up her personal confidence in herself. She built up her business skills within her Own personal environment and then she built up her team around her with those three growth areas in her life she's been able to do quite a bit and has just kept plodding along and you know making more and more results all the time so having uh, less further to do here let's get in Sarah Easterling Sarah welcome to the show
5: hi it's a pleasure to be here today
4: so you still out of Charlotte North Carolina area
5: Yes, so I'm in Greenville, South Carolina, but we're very close to the Charlotte, North Carolina market. It's
4: the reason I ask, is, I ask is, I asked you move?
0: <laughs>
5: yes, I know. Your story has some movement to live in, in it. I in Houston. <laughs> that's true, that's true. I so sort of grew up as a military brat, you could say, so I've been in and out of country.
4: Gotcha. So let's talk, let's take your story from the very beginning for people that are just for the first time listening to the radio show or the first time thinking about, you know, doing something different in their life. And you realize that we're right in the middle of this COVID epidemic. So people are sitting out there going, man, what could I have done? How could it have been different for me right now? And or is everything just a mess? And you sitting on the other side of that equation, myself sitting on the other side of that equation, we realize it's not just a mess, that we actually we're successful, are successful, and that this COVID thing hasn't taken anybody we know down personally. So why don't you start your story at the beginning? What made you start looking into this stuff?
5: Sure. So I, um, I, I had no experience really in real estate when I, when I started looking. Um, but I, I'd had a bunch of different jobs and different careers because I was traveling all over the world You know, every time there was a new tour of duty. So that lack of stability gave me a certain level of independence and sort of the ability to think outside of the box, because I wasn't the type of person who could sit down and go to an office and build a career with a nine to five job at one location when I knew that I was gonna be having orders every six, six months to three years. So real estate was something that really intrigued me because it's something that you physically own and you can build it, you know, your, you know, your way, you can build your company your way. Um, but, you know, I love to educate myself and read a lot of books. And one of the common threads of the more than dozen books that I had read was you really need a mentor in this business. You can't just get out there and learn the ropes because you're going to fall on your face and make all kinds of mistakes. And so that was really what brought me to Lifestyles Unlimited. My family had just moved from Ireland to Houston, and I was looking for a mentor, and lo and behold, I found Lifestyles Unlimited, which, you know, you actually found it in the Houston area. So I thought, hey, I've got to go check this out.
4: (laughs) So as you, uh... whoops, my microphone just went off. There we go. (laughs) So as you get going and you're looking into this, what attracted you to Lifestyles with all the different places?
5: You know, it, it was, um, it had a very different environment or feel to it than everything else. There was no competition. It was um, It was a sort of environment where there was success and people were, you know, celebrating their successes and sharing their successes. It was very open And I think that that's something that in particular attracts women. Lots of women are competitive, myself included, but I don't necessarily want to compete with with others in my field. I want to learn from them and have good relationships with them. And the Lifestyles community was just, it was unbelievable to me how open people were, how willing everyone was to share um, knowledge and experience. So that, that really attracted me.
4: So you got in here and um, you took the two-day. If you can remember back four years ago, that's a long time, can you remember what it was that was your aha moments that said, boy, this is right for me, this is the place, this is <laughs> so what I've missed? I
5: had, yeah, I had so many aha moments that it wasn't even funny, but I I was really amazed that there were just, regular people off the street who are taking this map and making it work for them. And for me, that was what most motivated me because I thought, you know, (laughs) if they can do it, I can do it. Um, And it was just, it was amazing for me to, I learned so much that I hadn't been reading about in books. Like one of the things that you had said during the two-day dell was that you could refinance and that you know refinance money was tax-free and I thought that can't be true <laughs> and then I went out and did it and I was like wow that's true <laughs> so there, there were just so many pieces of that that for me were aha moments
4: now tell everybody the challenge you ran into of the timing
5: of your locations yeah so I was living in Houston and was getting my my education in Houston and real estate is really a team sport so you have to learn to depend on the expertise of others so in real estate you're always building a team and there are some really important members of that team from the agents that you're working with to the lenders that you're hoping to finance with um, your insurance components so I had been steadily building my team there, and all of a sudden, <laughs> uh, another move. So, and then I landed in Greenville, South Carolina. And at first, I, you know, I was I felt a lot of stress and anxiety about being uprooted again. Um, you know, and, and I felt like, oh, I, I'm going to be in the middle of nowhere. I won't have a single team member. <laughs> but um, at that point. I was ready to take off my training wheels and to spread my wings and see what I could do. So, um, so as I was moving to South Carolina, I, I was also simultaneously buying my first 10 unit uh, small multifamily here. So it turned out to be a great experience for me, even though of course there's that, that bit of anxiety in the beginning.
4: Yeah, I remember you used to have anxiety. Um, I remember you sharing that with me. Uh, But you seemed to be able to keep moving through it, which I always thought was uh, a positive quality. You know, we all get become afraid of anything or something, right? When you're doing something new, it's always a little scary. But you were able to work through it, and uh, it seemed like you had to do that a lot by yourself uh, because of the fact that your husband works so much and, you know, the way your life was set up. Um, that you you fought through it yourself but to be able to come out and do ten units by yourself right up front in a new town where did you grasp all that all those guts to do that
5: (laughs) so one of the things that I've learned is that when it comes to being an entrepreneur entrepreneurs are just like everybody else entrepreneurs experience risk and the fear of failure and self-doubt but in the end you have to make a decision, you know, am I going to let this stand in my way and lack of experience or other obstacles that, you know, when you're facing them, they seem a lot less important when, you know, you have a desire, a goal. Okay, Sarah, we're going to have to to take a break.
4: Sarah, they're kicking us out. I don't think you can hear the bumper music, but they're kicking us out the back of the segment. So we'll be right back with Sarah Eastling and the Del Wamsley Radio Show.
1: Del Wamsley talks about finding that one thing that made sense for the lifestyle. I looked at franchises.
4: I looked at multi-level marketing. I looked at everything in the world. But nothing made as much sense as buying one simple little rental
1: property. Real estate is your best option. Real estate makes sense. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you how to buy your first rental property. Join our live online free workshop to find out more. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Del Wamsley talks about positive cash flow tax-free.
4: I bought one little rent house. So a month later I bought three more. Now I started receiving even more positive cash flow. $880 a month positive cash flow after just two months. This cash flow was tax-free because of the way I did it, because if you know how to do it the right way, you won't pay taxes on that.
1: Give yourself a raise. Tax-free. Find out how at Lifestyles Unlimited's live online free workshop Register today at LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. Lifestyles Unlimited Executive Vice President, Business Consultant, and successful real estate investor, Lynn Murrow, on the critical difference between those who succeed and those who fail.
0: Whether you have a small business, whether you are running a division of a large corporation, whether you're a CEO of a Fortune 100 company listening to us right now, or whether you work for somebody else, you have an area of responsibility and you are presented with a novel challenge by a novel virus that's going on right now. And the key to all of that is keeping your head up and looking for opportunity when what you want to do is curl up in a ball and uh, and go to sleep. And it's, that is the critical difference between people who succeed right now and people who fail.
1: Lifestyles Unlimited has been helping people succeed since 1990. Join us for our free online real estate workshop and learn the seven principles we teach to run our business and provide for our families. Register at LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. How powerful is Cox Internet?
2: Austin's Talk 1370.
3: Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley.
4: Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Sarah Easler from uh, actually Greenville, South Carolina, and uh, her cheat notes that she was from Charlottesville, but obviously I got the direction wrong, and I got her name wrong when I first introduced her. I used to have an employee, Sarah, by Easterly. I don't know why just, it just hit me. It just came out of my mouth. So Sarah Easler, to be, pers- to be exact. So uh, you went down there and you bought this 10-unit apartment complex and you turned this thing around. Tell us uh, the story and bring it forward from there because you were really happy about what you were able to do with it and then how you, you know, your favorite thing to do, your refinancing and your 1031s and all your great stuff you did.
5: Yeah, so... You know, after I bought this, you know, you sort of sit back and um you can't you can't rest on your laurels and think, Oh, I did this. <laughs> That's you've got to roll up your sleeves. And um there was a lot of deferred maintenance, but I you know, for me that was exciting because that was opportunity. It was a chance for me to show what kind of owner operator that I was, and it's a chance for me to attract the best customer. So I really just followed the model that you laid out for us, Del, you know, and I went about improving the the product, which ended up improving the entire neighborhood. And so since I started improving the neighborhood, uh, we've actually had another builder come in and they built some starter homes, some single family starter homes. And the owner, you know, it was just bare land before he told me, he said, you know, the reason why I was able to do this now is because you came in here and improved the neighborhood, and you know he he was saying, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to make use of this land. And um, another owner across the street from me also went in and did a lot of renovations, and is now obtaining premium rents. But also, you know, our customers are happy because we fixed everything, and we have a beautiful product that they can be, you know, they can feel pride in where they live, you know. Gorgeous front doors and gorgeous lanterns and, you know, new appliances. So, um, and it's also, it's wonderful for me because I have a sense of pride in my property and the way that I've turned it around. Yeah, that, and that's, I'm going to
4: cut you off. I'm going to cut you off right there because yeah. that's what I was feeling as I was listening to you. I was saying, you know, you, there's a di- different Types of personalities, and obviously, I think you and I are probably on the opposite spectrum of a reality of personalities, right? Uh, and that's not a bad thing. Don't get me wrong, but it just we're different, right? And so I could just hear just it's just reeking and dripping with self pride when you tell your story about you know wanting to take care of the tenants, wanting to take care of your team, wanting to take care of your employees, wanting to take care of your investors. Every you know. You really take pride in what you do. And I think that you get way more out of this than just money. Where when I did it, I used to tell everybody, I hate real estate. <laughs> you know, I just, I just want the money. It's all I want. I'd rather be on the radio talking to people and having fun that way. But you actually love this stuff and you take a lot of self-pride in it. So that's really, really interesting. And I, you can see how it developed you as a person. Did it not? Did it not make you stronger as you went through this?
5: absolutely i i mean i i feel like i'm i'm always growing and i'm always learning and even when i was younger every time there was an obstacle i would sort of i would have that oh no phase where i would think how am i gonna get over this but now when i face obstacles it's it's exciting um i really believe in the expression that it's not what you don't know that will hurt you. It's what you don't know that you don't know. <laughs> and Absolutely. one of the best things about being a member at Lifestyles Unlimited is if you don't know something, you just reach out to a mentor or to everyone else who's you know following the same model, and you get answers. And people find out, and and they're all experts because you know they are fabulous attorneys. There are fabulous insurance agents, um, and they're always. Um, you know, educating themselves to a higher level because you can't stand still. You know, this is an evolutionary process because the climate is always changing, which is what's happening with COVID-19. You know, you can't just keep always doing the same things that you've always been doing. You have to learn to evolve, do it a little bit better, a little bit differently.
4: Well, you decided to make a change, and I want you to explain to people the psychology behind this because I don't have it. Uh, I think I've spoke to you about it before. Um, but I don't think I I can't remember your psychology other than it was you wanted to bring your family in and start teaching your kids about it. But why did you go back to single family after having multifamily? Was it to bring the kids in, get them involved or what was it?
5: Yeah. So, you know, children absorb so much and I'm also a mom. I've got two kids and my daughter had been, you know, she'd been listening to on the radio and she'd heard um, calls that I'd taken with other members who own properties. And she said, you know, I I really want to invest in something but she did the math on her own and she said, it doesn't make sense for me to try to invest in a multifamily because, you know, I I wouldn't have enough money. (laughs) So I think she was 14, maybe 13 or 14, when I decided, okay, this is like a once-in-a-lifetime learning opportunity for my, my child, so of course I'm going to go buy some single family. <laughs> so I, I went out, and I, I closed on two single-family homes in one week, and I told, gave my daughter the numbers, and I told her she could decide which one to invest in, but first she had to take the two-day class so that she understood how to evaluate the property. So um, she took the two-day class in Atlanta with David Fisher. Absolutely loved it. I believe she was the only one in the classroom who got the, um, the box number uh-huh. question right. <laughs> because, you know, she's really focused and paying attention. And um, so she ended up in, you know, choosing which single family to invest in. And, um, you know, she makes a 68% return on that Mm. investment
4: (laughs) you've ruined her for life savings accounts will never work for her
5: I have ruined her for life yeah (laughs) so now she understands the difference between a liability and an asset and she understands the difference between investing your time and investing your money so she's young enough that she's still going to have to go out into the world and get a job and pay a whole lot of taxes Um, but she can appreciate what happens when you start saving that nest egg so that you can start investing your money so it's very good really exciting
4: great opportunity for a young child to learn something like that they'll never forget it ever it will probably lead to a thousand other epiphanies early on in life uh, I know because yeah. I studied business and accounting, it did. Just, just understanding accounting itself is unbelievable. Um, I learned it in high school. My dad was a CPA, so I learned it early. But it just led to a different way of thinking about everything, about everything has to be balanced. So you, you know, if you're going to put something in life, should you get something back out again? And for me, it became ridiculous because I even started thinking about relationships that way. Why would you be in a relationship where you give and give and give and give and get nothing back? And so I started evaluating everything on the, the balance sheet evaluation, the Benjamin Franklin, the pros and the cons, right? The Why should we and why should we not kind of thing? And that kind of thinking, uh, <laughs> Sarah, is a different kind of thinking. And if you can teach your kid that, then you've really done a big thing. You've done a large, large benefit for her. We take a short break. Be right back with Sarah Easterler and Del Wamsley Radio Show
1: Talk 1370, the right choice.
3: Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free. From the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show.
4: With me here today on Tell Dell is Sarah Eastler from, uh, I got to get this right, Greenville, South Carolina. And uh, Sarah's got an interesting story if you're just tuning in now. She owns two apartment complexes and three single-family houses. But, Sarah, if I remember your story from many years ago when you told it to me the first time, it seems to me that you went through a process uh, which I call the Farmer in the Dell. And if I'm wrong, I'm, I'm able to be embarrassed being wrong from not remembering it right. But it seemed to me that you bought that 10-unit, but you started buying stuff around it, and you called it another 10-units. Your your story says it's another 10-units, but wasn't that just a bunch more duplexes that you tagged on to what you already had, or am I remembering that wrong? Uh,
5: yes. Yeah, so I, I have owned um, and, and bought up more in in the general area. So which is nice, because in that way, you you have more control over your market.
4: So I call that the farmer in the Dell because um, my great uncle uh, was a farmer. And every time a farmer around him would die, his sons would buy one of the farms around him to pretty soon he owned the whole county. (laughs)
3: <laughs>
4: <Wow. know>? And <laughs> the old story is, which one do you want? I want the one next door. That's all. All I want. That's all I want is the one next door, right? So I bought the apartment complex, then I bought the one across the street, then I bought the one down the street, then I bought two more around the corner. And all of a sudden I own five apartment complexes within two blocks, and I go, hmm, the farmer and the Dell theory working again. So you used that farmer and Dell theory and bought some additional units. Then you decided to do what with them, 1030, one of them away, or how did that work?
5: Yeah. So I I did um, at the end of last year I went through a sale of ten units and um, it was it was a ten thirty one tax deferred exchange so you know the the proceeds from the sale didn't go directly to me they went directly into a new apartment that I was purchasing and um, that was that was really exciting it was my my first ten thirty one exchange with multifamily. And, you know, whenever you sell or do a 1031 exchange or a refinance, that's going full cycle with a property. So for me, that was a really exciting time. And I was able to sell some older products to purchase some newer product. And, you know, sometimes it's time to, to move on and sometimes it's time to upgrade. So it was, you know, that was what I did.
4: Well, tell us what you bought into.
5: So I ended up purchasing 12 units. Um, I went from an older product, early 1970s to 1980s product. And um, I also went from units that I had upgraded from that uh, non-existent D-plus to a C-plus product. And I bought um, product that was like C-plus and elevated that to B-B-plus. So that, that's kind
4: of exciting. And let's talk about the numbers on this. What, what kinds of changes did you make in the value by raising the rents and doing the, uh, the improvements? Do you have any numbers in your mind that you'd like to share?
5: Oh, yes. Um, so let's see. I'd owned those 10 units for less than two years. However, it was my intention to own them for a longer period of time. And I started to get offers on them when it wasn't on the market, (laughs) which is one of the reasons why it was eligible for a 1031 exchange, because normally you need to own something long-term. So one of the offers was, you know, kind of uh, too good to be true, but I had made major improvements on the property at that point. So I think we walked away with over 100,000 in equity. No, actually it's more than that. It's almost 200,000 um after less than 2 years.
4: And you rolled that into the next deal?
5: I rolled that into the next deal.
4: <laughs> All right. So you took the next deal and you decided to take that from a C to a B. What kind of things did you do to change the property?
5: We painted the exteriors, new roofs, lots of lighting, lots of really nice LED lighting. And um, we started doing a lot of built-ins. So, um, you know, it has, like, gorgeous brushed nickel fixtures and open spaces, but um, really nice, like, wood plank floors and a lot of built-ins and um, sort of, like, recessed LED lighting lighting. Um, it really has this sort of modern Scandinavian feel now, where everything's mm-hmm. sort of open and airy. Um, and, you know, we added, like, microwaves and um, eat kitchens and things like that. So it's, it's a really nice place. It, whenever I'm advertising, it does not stay on the market for very long. So things go quickly.
4: Let's talk about how you became aware that that was the direction to take. Um, I'm going to put words in your mouth, and I know that's unsanitary during a COVID virus type environment. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know where I learned all my interior decorating? I learned it by yes, going yeah. on road trips and stealing all the stuff that other really good women that in interior decorating did. And I go, wow, that's a neat one. I'm going to take that one, right? How did you learn your interior decorating tips? Oh,
5: absolutely the same way, doll. <laughs> I think there's this um, perception that women are really good at interior design and all that. That is totally not true with me. <laughs> um, so I, I do steal everything, but I ask permission first. So um, the paint colors are, v- are very similar to what you see the grays using in mm-hmm. their buildings around Houston. Um, and, you know, similar like a lot of the appliances. Are very similar. The flooring is identical. It's fun to be in Atlanta touring some of the apartments there and be like, "Yep, that's my flooring." <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: so,
5: um, but but it's also really nice as an owner-operator because we we can, we've chosen two different palettes. We have the gray palette, and we have the beige palette. And when there's um, turnover in between tenants, um, it's very quick to renovate because. We know that we're using the same paint, so we know that we're patching the same flooring. So it makes turnover a lot easier, and I think our residents appreciate that. If um, you know, if they need some kind of a repair, it's very easy for us to have information if there's any finishing work that needs to be done around that.
4: So yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, it's interesting that like every five to ten years, and I don't know the exact length of the cycle, but if you go and you look at new built homes, freshly built, uh, what am I saying, just brand new homes that are new construction and you look at their interior decorating you'll notice that they go from one style to the next to the next and almost all the builders use the same style or very close thereof. Well it's really what happens at Lifestyles about every once every 10 years we change we went from you know this kind of colors to these kind of colors to you know this kind of flooring to this kind of flooring and once one person does it and it really works and it pops and it's efficient economically to do, then everybody goes, Man, I want that too. And boom, 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 it's not happening. And I think there's no greater, mm, gosh, compliment than to walk into somebody else's sure. unit and see your unit. Go, Gosh, this looks familiar. <laughs> I think you stole right. it. And you got to remember what Tony Robbins said when you steal a part of what somebody does, that's plagiarism. When you steal everything that somebody does, that's modeling.
5: <laughs> right. No, it, there's so much to be said for that, and that's why I'm saying, you know, this isn't the kind of thing where you you learn one thing and then you stop. We're always evolving. We're always improving and learning new things, and that's one of the things that makes our product so attractive. And it's also one of the things that that makes us good owner operators because we're we're always improving, whether it's the physical asset. Or the way that we manage and communicate with our residents.
4: Excellent. Which brings us to the next conversation that we'll probably have in the next segment, but I'll open it up right here. And that is I just read a report today that a very large percentage of owner operators are actually collecting more rent in May than they did in April, which we were afraid May was going to be the downfall, right? We, we, we knew we could get through April. People had still been paid up through April. But May was going to be the downfall. But I've seen reports now that there's about a 5% larger uh, collections in May than there was in April. How are you doing on collections in this COVID environment? So we've actually had
5: no change. And you're right. I was one of the people who was more concerned about May than I was about April. But one of the reasons why we've had no change is because, you know, I understand that my residents are my customers. And it's my job to communicate really well with them. And so Lifestyles has also helped with so much of the operations component in providing good information that we can send out to our
4: residents. We'll pick that up when we come back, Sarah. Sarah, we're gonna pick that up when we come back because they're kicking us out the back end of the segment. We'll be right back with Sarah Eastler and the Del Wamsley Radio Show. My friends, how many of you out there right now believe you have a plan? I followed the conventional plan for years and then the conventional plan blew up in my face. I wonder how many of you can relate to that exact same thing. The real question is how many of you have actually figured out how to turn that thing around
1: and make it happen. Do you have a plan? Lifestyles Unlimited has one for you. It's worked for countless others. Retire in five years or less. Come learn more. Join us for our live online workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Dell Wamsley on Having a Plan.
4: The year I got cancer and could not work for eight months, I lost 50 pounds. I want to tell you that I made $4 million that year. I made more that year than any year I'd ever made previous to that in my life. And I'm not telling you that to impress you. I'm telling you that to impress upon you. I didn't go to work for eight months.
1: That's a plan. Create your plan at Lifestyles Unlimited's live online free workshop. Register at LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. Talk 137, the right choice.
3: Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free. From the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley.
4: Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today on Tell Dell Tuesday is Sarah Eastler from uh, South Carolina. Let's see, Greenville, South Carolina. And uh, she has, currently has two apartment complexes and three rent houses. And we've heard her story here today. What I want to hear now, Sarah, is where do you think you're going from here? Because you have a unique feel to your timing. It's a, I don't even know how to define it. You don't have like the I'm going to do this many every so often. I'm that, that, it's just like uh, you decided to buy houses. You went and bought a bunch of them. You know, you decided you want an apartment. You just did it. You know, you decided <laughs> you want to go on. Somebody offered you something for some money for another deal. You just did it. Do you have a plan at all, or do you just? How's the future look for you? What are you doing?
5: I do, Del. I always have a plan. So I'm a mom, and I, I sort of have this hierarchy of how I make decisions and what my values are. And um, one one of my principles is if opportunity comes to me, I will be open-minded about it, and I will consider it because there's more than one way to get to where I want to go. Um, but currently, um, I've done a 1031 and then I recently refinanced my other apartment complex. So they're now on a very similar schedule. Mm -hmm. And my plan is in about three years time to put those together in a 1031 and to go for something bigger. And that will probably be the last deal that I do as an IRO. At that point, I should be able to hire Either and train myself um, a property manager or to have third party management on it. And um, that's probably my end game because I also love passive investments, but I love to travel and I love having as much time as possible to spend with my kids while they still love me, you know, <laughs> before they get so <laughs> busy that they're all caught up with their own families 24 seven because those are the very busy years when you're trying to. Work and raise your children, so so that's that's what I'm doing.
4: Okay, um, what does it mean to you to be picked uh, one of the women for the Super Women uh, Award?
5: So, I, I I always say like I'm no one special. I'm just a regular person, right? I feel pain and fear and humility and love and hope, just like everybody else. You know i have kids i have daily struggles and trying to balance my life and trying to you know bring all my children to all of their after school plans and stuff and and really i'm just following in the footsteps of other fabulous women who have inspired me and i'm also just following your plan dell because you made a map you know there are markers on the trail And if we ever feel like we're getting lost, we just pick up the phone and call operators and connect with, you know, other people who've who've been there and done that. So I don't feel like I'm, you know, I'm just one of many. There are so many women who are doing this. There are women who are homeschooling. There are women who work full-time jobs. There are women who have never worked or never been to college who are doing this. And why we're do you all think? Kind of on I, the same team, yeah.
4: <laughs> why do you think women are so good at this? Because if you really hang out and about, you'll find there are women and there are husband wife teams. Uh, there's just a very few number of guys that go out and make the whole thing work by themselves. I mean, there are a few, don't get me wrong. Uh, but, you know, those people, they're men take this as if it's a job i'm getting up every day i need to go somewhere to get away from the wife and the kids because they want me out of the house and i'm going to go there and work and you know they do it that way whereas wives and husband and wife teams that work together have a different feel it's more like it's a family it's a family business uh that we want more passivity in it we want to have more time for ourselves why do you think women are better at this than men are
5: I think women have a different approach there. There are really two aspects of real estate. There's sort of the black and white side, which is about finance and maintenance. And, you know, you can learn it or you can not learn it. Right. But it's very black and white. There's sort of a certain set of knowledge. And every woman is very capable of learning about that. But the other component is operations, and operations is a very personal, very interconnected field. That has a lot to do with how you communicate with others and also respecting others. And I think most women are very, um, you know, women won't, don't wanna burn bridges. Relationships are very important to women. And our residents are our customers. And, you know, the, the teams that, that we use and depend on for maintenance, you know, they're, in a way, they're part of the family because we're all working towards a common goal so i think that women just have a different perspective that it's not just about the balance sheet it's about the balance sheet and the maintenance and the financing and the relationships and i think that the relationship aspect can elevate it to that next level where you're getting all the positive reviews online where your residents are telling you you know hey we you know we we love how much you care about us and thank you so much we really appreciate what you did and you know that that um it reduces resident turnover and it, it makes a community of people who want to be there so I think that that has a difference you know
4: hmm I think you're right I think you've uh, got some good points there so as you move down the road here and uh, you look at the possibilities what happens to your plan if all of a sudden we have some giant fallout from the COVID virus problem and some people start losing properties around you. You think that might jog you into the opportunistic mode?
5: You betcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that's one of the things, um, What you know, one of our operators, she's so funny, uh, Terry Gilblair, she always says real estate is like potato chips. You can't just eat one, you know? So once, you know, you've opened my eyes, Belle, to this opportunity that's around me all the time, wherever I go. You know, for the rest of my life, I could move anywhere. There's going to be opportunity for me there. So, one of the things that the COVID 19 situation has taught me is that moving forward, you know, we need to continue to develop our operations side, but we also need to be a little more conservative with the cash that we keep on hand. And having cash on hand, there, there may be an amazing opportunity that will open up, not just for me, Sarah, but That's for a perfect.
4: Else. Sarah, that's a perfect yeah. point to end on. I'm sorry, we ran out of time. But thank you very much for coming on. We really appreciate you sharing your time and your story. And the rest of you out there, uh, remember, she's not doing this for money. She's doing it for a lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow.
3: And obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation.